Cool. Hey, welcome to another episode of Microsoft Spotlight Podcast. Quite a few things have changed in the last couple of weeks. I kind of, I think this is like our season three. So we've had like, we've had breaks in between things. So it's like season three, episode one of the Microsoft Spotlight Podcast. Lots of changes. I just said, Andrew's just got married. So a big congratulations to, to Andrew. Thank you. And so what's been up? What have you been doing? Well, so it's the first. So it's my first like actual full week back at work. So it's trying to get back in the swing of things. So you know, you drop you leave things and then come back and nothing's really moved forward or things have moved you know, very quickly forward. So I'm just trying to catch up and obviously trying to get back into the correct time zone after spending like you know a week in Jamaica. It's yeah, trying to get my sleep pattern back as it should be. How did it go? How did the wedding go? Any 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 mishaps? Was... Any mistakes? No, it was absolutely perfect. No silliness. No no random stories to talk about it's uh yeah it went really well and the weather held out as well which is the main thing i said my name's my my wife's name wrong brilliant (laughs) i called her her elizabeth um but her middle name is elizabeth i just kind of missed out her first name (laughs) oh get in so yeah, that, that that was my story for my wedding. So yeah, that's when I asked when what's gone what's gone what what's happening, what's gone wrong and stuff. But anyway, today's guest, lots of things have changed since we last spoke to her. Um I think it was March two thousand and twenty one, um we last spoke. She wasn't MVP, she was working at Agilisys and she's doing a lot lot of different stuff. And that is Zoe Wilson. How are you doing, Zoe? Hey, I'm I'm very good, thank you. And it's really good to be back on with both of you today. Yeah, I gave a bit of a spoiler alert there in terms of what we're probably going to talk about uh, <laughs> um, today. But yeah, it's um, it's good to have you back. Um, I think in those kind of like what's it, eighteen months or so, I think we've become quite good friends and stuff. So it's nice to to um, to, to have you back on 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 our on our podcast for season three, episode one. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was the first guest that you actually spoke to in that first season as well, wasn't I? You was indeed, you was indeed. So we had a prelude episode, episode one, kind of just chatting, me and Andrew chatting, and then, um, yeah, you was our first guest, first ever guest. So anyway, we're back back again, we're recording after the summer, and here we are. So anyway, I want to do a bit of an icebreaker in season three. So we're going to ask a question to break the ice, like most other podcasts do, but I think it's quite good. So... We have a Microsoft Spotlight Hall of Fame, and it's full of objects. What object or thing would you put into the Microsoft Spotlight Hall of Fame? Hold, hold that caller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I kind of guessed that would come in. <laughs> that, that, was, uh, that was perfect. So this is the Scottish Summit pub quiz uh, trophy, uh, which it was the first year they actually awarded a trophy, and you were on my team, John. So I've got many, many very good photos and videos of uh, of that evening. <laughs> See, John, you only asked that question because you knew that would be the uh, yeah, I the awesome yeah, thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good. It's a good one. That's a that's a that's a that's a great object. I think it deserves a, a rightful place. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you don't have the um the, the this is what winners looks like t-shirt on, John. Uh, that's my new that's my new pajama top. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry for anyone that didn't listen to um the first episode of yourself. Do you want to give us a quick kind of like round up who you are and what you're currently doing? 
Yeah, absolutely. So like you, like you said, John, things have changed quite a lot since the first time I was on. Um, just a very quick bit about me. Um, I've worked with SharePoint uh, and other Microsoft technologies probably for coming up to 18 years now, which is quite a scary number. And actually, it was 20 years a couple of weeks ago since I graduated from university, which definitely made me feel quite old. Um, the last few years I've spent in leadership roles, uh, I was at Agilisys for five years, which is a UK Microsoft partner. And I did a, a number of different roles there, but essentially working predominantly with their modern work business unit. Um, I was also, when we last spoke, I was actively working towards MVP. And last week I was awarded for the second time, which was fantastic. Um, and last week I also started a, a new role at Avenard as well, where um, again, I'm working in their modern work business unit and I am the Europe Workplace Value Realization Offering Lead, which is possibly one of the longest job titles um, I've probably come across, to be honest. Um, but essentially what I'll be doing is kind of working across the, across the business and with customers on helping organizations get the most value out of their investments in Microsoft tech. So looking at things like employee experience with Viva, uh, collab apps with Teams and the Power Platform and, and tons of other really exciting things like the metaverse and workplace experience and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I was a bit jealous when you told me about the role, to be fair. It, it sounds like a, a a nice, a really nice, good, enjoyable role. It was and one of those where if, um, you know, if you could kind of write a job description for yourself, it, it, it couldn't have been any better, really. It literally, um, it literally looked like it was written for me, which was just perfect. And as you said, that you're at Avenard and what was there, 72 MVPs? At 62. 62. No, not, not quite 72, but I think 62 yeah. is all right. I think it's the most of any organization worldwide, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's and mad. I, and it, it's it's really nice. I mean, well, you know, working in the community and kind of getting involved in events and stuff, that community aspect is really important. And actually being able to join an organization where there's an internal community as well um, of, of MVPs and not, not just MVPs, but people who want to be MVPs is, is quite inspiring. So I think well, so one of the good things about Avenard, because obviously I, I am an ex-Avenard person, um, so I know obviously about the whole community they have, and I've, I've seen obviously the acquisitions that Avenard have done over the years, which has also included more MVPs to add into that 62 number. There's like a, a lot of guys that I knew that were for other partners, but then been swallowed up by Avenard, who are now obviously a part of that community. You know, it's a it's a very interesting place, Avenard, and obviously they do give a lot of support to uh, the staff. Yeah, I think um, I cannot. It's still early days, but I think the culture, uh, the culture here, I think will be um, will be really great. And actually, I already reached out to the people who run the MVP community and offered to get involved with helping more people on their journey into the community as well. Because particularly women, actually, that that was one of the things I said to them. Um, because I think the more people we can help get into the community, the the better it is for everybody, really. I think we've had. I think you're our third guest from Avenards. And yeah. the other two MVPs as well, right? Yes, I'm, I believe I'm so. I'm looking right at you, Andrew, because I think. Yeah, I believe so. I can't, I can't, the, the names has gone straight out of my head, but yes, there's been two previous guests from Avenard as well. We had the person whose name you got wrong, Trisha Sinclair. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tra Tracy Sinclair, yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, well, welcome, Tracy, to the. <laughs> It's like, my name's Trisha. Trish. <laughs> and yeah. we had one more. I can't think. Trisha and there's another power platform. 
person. I think she's actually left Avanade now, I believe, and gone to Microsoft. But yeah, there was a. There was Jesse Navaranja. That's the one. There you go. I got yeah. that name. <laughs> so, so, so that's the other thing that's pretty cool as well, because I already knew Trisha going into Avenard and, and lots of other people as well that I've met at um, in-person events, both before COVID and since they all started back up again. So it's really nice, I think, going into an organisation where you, you, you know quite a few people already. You had um, Trisha, who um, was our the pub quiz host at the Scottish Summit and the South Coast Summit as well. So... Yeah, she she has many hats, and she's a she's a really good pub quiz host as well. <laughs> Especially when you win. <laughs> yeah, amazing when you win <laughs> by so much. Well, like, we, were win, we were we winning all lot. we were winning all the way through, weren't we? <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> so you was awarded MVP. Um, so well done, well done um, for the second time last week or well, beginning this week actually. Last week, yeah, last week. Last week. Um, do you want to kind of talk to us kind of about the process and stuff like that? And we've had quite a few MVPs on and stuff like that, but I don't think we really delve into kind of like what the process is and, and stuff like that. Because I had a friend of mine um, yesterday who was talking to me about it and goes, I'm, he's, he's done similar type of ambassador roles for two, for Citrix and another ter Terraform. But it's like this Microsoft MVP just seems like completely like different. Like he doesn't quite. He goes. You seem to do it like a, a hell of a lot more than what you do have to do for like the Citrix ambassador. Like, do you want to kind of give us kind of like what you think a roundup of the MVP scheme is? Kind of what the best things to kind of look at for people that are inspiring to become an MVP. Yeah, it, it's a really good question because there isn't. A, it's not like there's an algorithm or a calculation or a hard and fast rule that um you know that that people follow. And when you look at, across all of the different tech contribution areas that there are, people get MVP for so many different things. So you've got people who do the kind of thing I do, which is uh, speaking at user groups, conferences, events, volunteering as part of the organising team and that kind of thing. Um, you've got other people who blog extensively or maybe create videos on a YouTube channel. You've got um, people who um, are kind of technical experts on forums and, and helping people, you know, sometimes on a daily basis where they're logging problems on um, not just Microsoft's own forum, but, um, you know, things like Facebook groups and Reddit. You've got people who are um, contributing uh, to GitHub. You've got people who are writing books. And there's probably tons of other stuff that I've missed off that as well. Um, so it's really difficult to say, OK, you know, if, if you if if you've done X amount of this thing, actually, you're, you're good enough because it's all really subjective. And um, each person who goes through the process is assessed on a case by case basis, essentially. Um, but ultimately, what what the MVP program is doing is recognising people who have made a significant contribution in sharing their knowledge um, and who are seen as technical leaders in in whatever in whatever form that is. Um, so the best place for people to get started who um, you know who are maybe interested is to find other people who are already MVPs and see if they'll take you under their wing a little bit and, and just start you know what just just have a look at the different types of things that you can do and and then just um, start getting involved just start dipping your toe in the water uh, and the more that you give and the more that you share for, for me personally the more rewarding that it is um, and I, I don't know for me it's a little bit frustrating sometimes that it seems to be like this 
um, secret process. And I do try to talk openly about it because I don't think it should have like all this mysticism about it that it that it does you know and I think we need to help more people kind of get out into the community um but but just starting to speak at user groups or you know writing a LinkedIn article if you don't want to set a blog up or something like that I think is a, a really great place to start yeah we spoke about it quite a bit haven't we and um someone I think who's quite is really good is um is Claire Smith who is the regional MVP I'm not sucking up here by the way um <laughs> <laughs> for sure John for sure but if it helps I will <laughs> <laughs> but like no she is quite good she's quite open and honest you know she she does talk through the process with you and stuff like that so you know if you are i'll say if you are you know getting nominated you're, you're kind of looking that just reach out to claire she's really helpful um and is a is a good place to start i think yeah so claire's been involved for uh, as, as long as i can remember so obviously i was award mvp back in 2015 and by that point, she's already been the, you know, doing the, the lead role there for you know, a number of years before that. So, yeah, Claire is very helpful and, you know, she has time for everyone. Even though know, I've been in the programme now for four years, every time I see Claire at you know, conferences and events, she could always say hello, have a conversation and that's what you're doing. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that's been really nice as well about um, starting to get more in-person events is actually having the opportunity to meet people like Claire face to face. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we all, all three of us met at the South Coast Summit last year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not, not a Scottish one, a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Microsoft did have a presence there, didn't they? But they um, did, yeah. Claire wasn't there, unfortunately. But um... Presence? They had a whole floor. <laughs> <laughs> they literally took over the ninth floor and they had a, um, like a round table every every hour, which was, which was really cool. And I, I think I sent... Andrew, the, the picture of the women in the uh, women in tech one that they done that was that was amazing. So I think they had about 40, 50 people in there, which was crazy, crazy. It was good. standing room only, wasn't it? Uh huh. I mean, I was standing right at the back. I was near the um, yeah, right at the back. It's just it's just packed, packed, packed. But it's good. There's loads of loads of great stories. I think Adam was the one who was kind of hosting it. Adam Jackson. Yeah, so he's he's another really good guy to talk to as well um, about about community contributions and and how to get involved in that kind of thing. Yeah, nice. So cool. I have submitted a session for the South Coast Summit for Women in Tech again as well. So hopefully, fingers you're, crossed. You're a track lead, aren't you? Uh, I'm the track lead, but I can't. Are you going to accept be, yourself? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I press the accept button. <laughs> okay, well. But you know, if there's other sessions that are better than mine, obviously, you know, I, I can't be biased. I mean, obviously, um, Mike Hartley as well, he's also track lead nice. for mine, yeah. so a bit so of conversation he, between the two of us, yeah. So he's coming at it more from that accessibility angle, isn't he? Yeah, mm. yeah. So I've been going through the, the sessions this week since coming back from honeymoon, yeah, looking at what people submitted and rejecting a few and accepting quite a few as well. So but if you want to submit a session, there's still time. Get it in got until the 1st of August, I think it is. Like 31st of July. Yeah. Aren't we meant to wait to, to do that, by the way, the, the accepting and, and rejecting? I've been going. I've been going through. Just that, I yeah. So, so I don't. I don't think it will tell people. Um, all right. But yeah, I I usually wait and review them all once once it closes because then you can actually kind of compare them and and benchmark them to each other. Um, 
just one more call out as well. If there is anybody watching who um, wants to submit a session but doesn't really know where to start, feel free to reach out on Twitter as well. Um, and I'd be more than happy to help. Yeah, I mean, you helped me quite a, uh, quite, I say quite a bit. You helped me loads with the story <laughs> summit one. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Really, really, right, yeah, really good. Um, yeah. If, yeah, hit up Sophie if you if you want a, um, if you, uh, Sophie? Sorry. No, if you want. <laughs> Sophie's not here today. <laughs> if you want um, any advice, because, yeah, it, it, it helped me. So, yeah, I'm sure it helped anyone else. Yeah, I take, so, I take full responsibility for Luke Evans as well, because I did the same with him about 18 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Luke's You're the one we got held accountable for Luke. Yeah, and then I think Luke Luke's uh, held accountable for, for getting Jose in, into it all as well. <laughs> and this is this is what I mean. This is it's the magic of it, isn't it? Because um, th this is how it spreads. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, once you start getting involved in community activities and start getting involved with other people, your network just you know, blows up completely, and you get to know people not just on a professional level but on a personal level as well. Because obviously, you're doing that socialising, socialising afterwards, and getting drunk and getting late trains home, John, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it, 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 it's one of the good things about working within the community space. Yes, you have to give up a lot of your personal time to get started and get going. Um, but once I think once you're in there, it's kind of like naturally just ticks along quite, you know, quite mm -hmm. easily. Yeah, I, I also think that from a career development perspective as well, um, the skills that you get from contributing to the community stand you in really good stead for progressing in your career so the confidence that you get and the um, public speaking skills that you develop if that's kind of the route that you choose to go down those things are all stuff that you take with you back into your day job as well um, and I've seen so many people uh, just accelerate their careers since they since they started doing all of this yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I say it helped me um, when I was obviously doing my events and just getting up there and speaking a bunch into you know speaking to 400 people at one point you know it's it's nerve-wracking and scary at the same time, but also you say you take that skill back into your day job and then enables you to then be a more confident speaker in front of customers, in front of your colleagues, and then just, you know, continue to build from there. Yeah, I feel I mean, I, I would love to speak at a proper, you know, Ignite in the future, but... Yeah, yeah so my... Ignite's the goal, isn't it? Ignite's the goal. <laughs> yeah, so my, um, my, my, my coolest one that I've got is uh, the European SharePoint Conference later this year. Um, back in twenty nine, back in twenty twenty, I was meant to be speaking at the one in Amsterdam, but that went virtual because of COVID, and I still had to record um, the session and submit it. And I could tell you a, a really funny story about that session, um, but I was gutted because I really wanted to go to ESPC, you know, and actually present at a big event like that. Um, and I've had two sessions accepted for the one in Copenhagen in at the end of November. So I'm I'm super excited about that. And that will be the biggest, biggest event that I've spoken at to date. And hopefully Vegas after that, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how I'll get um I, I explain that to my other half if I'm going to Copenhagen on the Sunday, coming back on the Friday, and then going to Vegas again on the Sunday. It'll be an interesting conversation. <laughs> it's for work. Mm. As long as, you're, as long, long as your partner's supportive and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, yeah, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, Vegas one would be massive as well. That'd be a really nice one. Really nice. Enough, one. There used to be a lot of conferences in the states, but there doesn't seem to be as many as there was. Um, 
maybe because of COVID, I don't know, but yeah, it's nice to see that big events are picking back up again and there's a, a lot more now around Europe that are basically you know, restarted. As you say, the European SharePoint Conference being one of them. Um, yeah, I, I would love to go to Copenhagen myself, but my session was accept wasn't accepted, so I have a bit of a cry to myself. But um, no, it's it's great, and say so the more for me, like the more you get involved, the more you, you will more likely you will get accepted as well because you've got mm. that, that that history that you know you've spoken at events. People can actually then search for you on YouTube because videos have now been shared there as well, and they can actually see how you present. So yeah, the the more you do, and the more confident you become. It, the easier people, you know, get accepted. But obviously, I know for new speakers, there's a lot more things happening now in that space to try and get them on board. Um, I can't remember the, the, the guy's name who's doing like the Scottish Summit and South Coast Summit and that's helping out with like new speakers track. Paddy, 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 Paddy yeah, Burton. That's the yeah, one, he's, yeah, he's fantastic. Um, but that, that, that's just a good example that you know, you know, there is a pathway for anybody that wants to you know start their speaking uh, career, should we say, uh, in the community. Yeah, Paddy's great to be fair. Like he sat there really hung over on a Saturday all day <laughs> <laughs> watching the new speakers. <laughs> I really yeah, I really felt for him on on that last day. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Brew dog the night before on Friday was um yeah, I, I heard he he got back rather late. <laughs> well, didn't get back. I don't know which one it was. But um wasn't I say it's just like I think what Andrew said earlier about kind of like the, the conferences and stuff coming up, I think there's such a big gap in the UK now. So we've got um, the South Coast in, Octo in October and then like next year, I think that's at the moment, it's the only one. Because... Um, Comms will be back again next year. I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I know that because I, I was talking to Mark Vale um, just the other day. He's basically said that he's, he's already sold out his sponsorship for next year and he hasn't even put the prices out yet. So... Yeah, Brilliant. <laughs> just, just, that just shows how well that conference is doing. Um, yeah, yeah, I was I was brilliant. so gutted. Um, I was actually meant to be speaking at comms first, and I had to pull out because so I'd... gutted that you were sitting on the beach. <laughs> yeah, so so obviously, um, you know, it was it was good that I was on holiday. I was on a beach <laughs> in Cyprus and enjoying all the nice food. But at the same time, um, you only get a few of these opportunities every year where you can connect with like with with your peers essentially. Um, and I've got, uh, so I'm part of the Viva Explorers and we've got this group of MVPs who so are all talking about Viva across the community and blogging and stuff like that. And nearly all of them were there. And I, uh, in, in the chat that we've got, you know, they were all chatting about it, sharing, and I was sat there um, and it was it was proper like a proper conflict of emotions because I was happy to be on holiday and I wouldn't have picked it any other way, but I was still good to actually miss the event. Yeah, it's not for me. I was actually on a on a beach in Jamaica, so like looking through all oh, there's all the converse stuff. Would love to have been there, mm. but it is. What I got it is. I got really gutted when I saw the food. The food was brilliant at converse oh, last year. Amazing, yeah. And and, and the, yeah, the event, the, the entertainment and stuff as well. I mean, the Mr. T look alike. <laughs> yeah, Mr. <laughs> Teams. <laughs> you know, I, I will, in the show notes, I'm going to put the video that um, includes uh, Will Rowe and his little. Uh, Teams, purple teams, morph suit that he's wearing and getting arrested. It's quite fun now. That's yeah. what I had at the the intro for the conference. So, so I don't know if either of you have seen the um, stuff that Microsoft announced recently about the new uh, M365 Community Days that they'll be launching. I think this is like a, a kind of a branding for them to support community events in a similar way to how SharePoint Saturday worked. Um, 
and I've actually put my name down to get involved to run an event because um, I live in the Midlands. This is why I I led into this. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I live in the Midlands, yeah. So we've got a South Coast Summit, um, Southampton. I think that's like a four-hour journey for me, four four and a half, something like that. And then um, we've got a Scottish Summit, Glasgow, similarly, a four and a half, five hour journey for me. Um, and there's, I live in a bit of an airport black spot. So there's literally no way for me to shorten this journey. It's, it's just, you know, which kind of awkward journey do you want to take today? So I was actually planning to um, organise an event, probably, um, probably July next year, so that we've got nice weather after Commsverse with like a, a bit of a break for people uh, somewhere uh, in the East Midlands. So it's local for me and I don't have to travel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's going to be called the Middle Earth Conference. No, <laughs> I did consider that. Um, so it's interesting as well, because um, I, as far as I understand it, I think that they're leading with the Microsoft 365 community days. And when you read the like the notes about it, it said that, um, you know, you could do an Azure community day or a BizApps community day or whatever. Um, one of the things I'm planning to ask them is actually, could I just have a Microsoft community day? and have it across all of the, uh, well, have it across the full tech stack because the direction of travel from Microsoft is that the different tech stacks are becoming more and more integrated. So actually the really interesting stories that you get are when you start to bring these these things together. Uh, and some of the community friends that I've got, you know, they speak across all of the different tracks. So actually I, don't, I wouldn't want to um, just focus on the, the Microsoft 365 stack. I'd want to be able to bring people together for all of it. Yeah, I mean, that's something I found quite difficult anyway, in terms of like, knowing you go to speak and you you, know, you want to speak of things, you don't want to kind of like just tie yourself with just, for me, I don't want to tie myself with one brush just to talk about Office 365 bits. I want to talk about Endpoint Manager, Power Platforms, etc. So like, I think that's quite, I think that's really good, really important because there's so much like integration you can do. I was talking to um, Christine, um, our last guest previous years previous guest right like (laughs) i get mixed up in terms of like what the order is but our previous guest talking to her about them doing some um some joint um user group sessions and speaking sessions where we combine power platform and power apps and um an endpoint manager so i think there's so much different stuff that you can do and that's that's across the board as well even in my work like azure like um, infrastructure and and all of that other stuff just fits into Microsoft 365 and everything else. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you, you've got kind of the the um, integrations that are coming from um, the Dynamics platforms as well. So the ability for people to be to be in teams and to be able to access, search, interact with, update and share customer records or, you know, I'm not sure which of the Dynamics modules are getting this but the fact that some of them are means that others of them will come as well so there's just so so much crossover i think that actually just focusing on microsoft 365 um you you, you kind of lose some of that wider magic i think so yeah so i'll be organizing I, I did, that so obviously i did run a, uh, a conference in the midlands many moons ago now and yeah it was obviously covering all the stacks and so the challenge I had, I ran it by Birmingham Airport at the National Motorcycle Museum. And one of the challenges I had was just the M42 and the M6. It's just all interconnected links. It's just getting people to get there. It was a nightmare for that particular time in the morning. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, 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 I think anywhere you go in the country, it's going to be a challenge. I think if you can do it on a day where 
I mean, probably, I, I, I say on a Saturday or Friday, because on the South Coast, something does, then I think you probably get better attendance because people will tr come the night before and stay in a hotel, and if, especially if you do like an event the evening before. I remember the, the events I used to do the evening before on the Sunday and then having the sessions on the Monday were quite interesting, shall we say. I, I was uh, <laughs> drunk on many of them, many occasions and doing a keynote in the morning was yeah, weren't great at all. Um, but yeah, I think selecting the day is most, most important. Looking at the, the venue and how that basically works out in like getting sponsors and all kind of stuff and session rooms is, is important as well. Um, I agree, we're, I agree we're, to disagree with you. I think we should. Uh, I disagree with you big time. I think the most important thing, especially for Zoe's going to be, what's the no local nightlife like? <laughs> well, so, so 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 the two the two locations that I'm looking at, it will either be um, Nottingham or Leeds. Um, I mean, Nottingham's got East Midlands Airport. I need to have a look at kind of where that flies to be, uh, and where some of the people that I think are likely to come are flying in from. Um, and then Leeds has got Leeds Bradford Airport as well. Um, they've both got a really good nightlife. Um, they're both really easy for me to get to. Um, so so I need I do need to just start researching venues, really, and, and pick one of them. I have got a feeling it's likely, more likely to be Leeds, I think, because I think that's just a little bit better connected. Yeah, it's a lot of trains yeah. as well. It does it. Yeah, but, so you've got you've got the trains. You've got um, I mean, it's connected across to the other side of the country through the M62. Um, you've got the airport. Um, you know, you've kind of got the M1 and the A1 that that both come up. So I think I think Leeds is probably a little bit easier to get to for for more people. Yeah, I agree. Especially over Nottingham, I believe. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But yeah, it, it is is a challenge, and you know, hat off to you. I've done it before. I don't think I'll ever do it again because it's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. But it's a, it, but it is very rewarding as well, if I say, because I made a lot of friends through it, and yeah, I'm still keeping touch with quite a few people today. Yeah, I, I just, I, I love, I, I've, I've organised. Um... Like when I was younger, I was kind of involved in the music community, particularly in Leeds, and I've organised num a number of events there. And I think, you know, there's as much fun as it is kind of helping and, and taking part in other people's. There's just something about doing stuff yourself, isn't there? And seeing or seeing everything come together. And um, yeah, I think I think it'll be great. And I think it'll be really nice not having to travel to either the top or the bottom of the country to get that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll come because I'll, is it the Queen's Hotel in Leeds, not far from the train station? That's not. That's a nice hotel. I'll stay there again. Reminds me of the ums at the Gatsby. Kind of fun <laughs> feel in it. It's not been modernised for like a million years. I'm guessing I'll be helping you to arrange it, so I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, once I've figured out what we're doing and where, then yeah, we'll start. I'll start putting out calls for calls for help, calls for speakers, all the usual stuff. I wasn't sure whether to do like the pre-day workshops because I think I think that is a a really nice kind of more full-on way for people to learn i wasn't sure whether to just keep it simple for the first time yeah because the workshop i think at the south coast summit they look really cool i mean you're doing one aren't you yeah so i'm i'm delivering the viva and syntax workshop with shirag and kevin uh we did it for the first time last year and the, the challenge that we set ourselves was to get something reusable similar to um like power app in a day those kinds of workshops um, and nothing content wise, nothing existed. So uh, so people who are doing like the Power App of the Day workshop and that kind of thing, you know, they've already got the material that Microsoft have produced, whereas we had to create it all from scratch. Um, 
we're actually delivering this as well at the uh, ESPC. And when we did this uh, South Coast Summit last year, and I think probably the same this year, it was maybe like 10 or 12 people that you had. So it was really small, intimate. And I was looking at some of the pictures from the previous ESPCs for the for the workshop and they, they must have had like, I don't know, 50, 100 people in. So we do need to give some thought really to how we're going to deliver that to such a big group. Yeah, I'm doing the, the AVD and Endpoint Manager one. <laughs> so we haven't... We haven't yeah, I'm, I'm an attendee for the security one. We're doing the security one. Yeah, just, we find it hard to kind of figure out what we're going to do because we need to make sure whoever is there has a their own demo tenant, their own like Azure credits and stuff like that. So I think we're going to be asking like a lot of our colleagues for their demo tenants on um, on the Microsoft demo demo.microsoft.com, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's on on CDX. Yeah, CDX. That's it. Yeah, that, that that's what that's what we did. So we probably about a week before, uh, just to allow time for um, the mall to spin up. We um, just I think me, me and Kevin we got people at work to do that for us and just set everyone up with a demo tenant. Yeah, nice. It's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the kind of idea that we had and probably some credit cards being for the 30 day trials for Azure credits as well. We need to do, <laughs> I can't think of any other way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, if you've got any contacts at Microsoft, it could be worth reaching out and seeing if there, if there, if, if there is any, I don't think they can like, give you as your credit or something like that, but they might be able to advise you on the best way to do it that doesn't risk leaving you with a huge yeah. credit card bill. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> cool. So, so I've got a question then. So obviously we spoke about, um, you know, you've become an MVP. Um, do you want to break down how your journey from day one to being awarded? Um, so from about from when I first kind of started with the community. Yeah. So, um, the, so I think it was back in 2016, something like that. I went to SharePoint Saturday in London, um, and I was, I mean, I was a complete noob to community stuff at that point. You know, I didn't realise that the SharePoint thing afterwards, or, or even that there was a social afterwards. You know, I'd just gone in on this Saturday for like this day of learning. Um, and I absolutely loved it. You know, I was I was kind of so inspired. But at that point, I didn't really know anyone. I didn't really know where to get started. And it wasn't, I think, until 2019 that um, that I actually spoke anything. So me and a, a guy called Ollie Jenkins, who I work with at Agilisys, we actually submitted a joint session to SharePoint Saturday again in 2019 on um, managing mental health with a power app. Um, and that was accepted. And that was like the first time that I got to speak and I absolutely loved it. So I got the bug after that. I started kind of submitting for loads of stuff. I got more rejections than you um, can shake a stick at because at that point I didn't really know kind of how to write a good speaker submission. Um, and I think the next the next big one that I was accepted at later that year was a Scottish summit 2020. Um, and that was uh, that was kind of the that was the biggest event that I got to speak at. Um, and then after, that was kind of the last in-person event before things went into lockdown. And lockdown made it much easier. And even though we're seeing more in-person events now, um, I think it's it's getting involved in community speaking is more accessible now than it's ever been. Because suddenly, instead of having to figure out how I was going to travel to places and whether I could make it and how to balance it with work, I could, supply, I could apply to speak at stuff all around the world. 
So, um, you know, I was speaking in that first year, I think I spoke at uh, the M365 virtual marathon, um, all kinds of user groups and stuff around the world. And 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 that that for me was kind of the, the turning point. Um, and I think it's I'm a little bit bored of attending virtual conferences, but I think user groups and stuff like that, that are a little bit more bite sized. Um, you know, I think I think kind of being able to speak at those virtually is just fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I think that's helped a lot. I was, I've done the virtual marathon this year as well, and that was a that was a bit of a different experience. <laughs> but I kind of what you said about um, the the communities and conferences, I've, and the same I've really picked up on. I went to Comsverse last year, which I think was my first like UK based based conference. And to be fair, I went there by myself. I didn't know anyone. I hadn't met anyone. I think I, I knew people, but I didn't know them if you get what I mean like I'd never met them before in person uh, just just spoke here and there maybe I spoke to you on this podcast Sarah on this podcast etc and then so I kind of knew a couple of people and then like I think if people are worried about going by themselves they shouldn't be because like you soon just end up chatting to the person next to you and then they're by themselves and then it just kind of snowballs and then you end up in a, a group of in like half a dozen of you, and then you, then you're drunk. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, John, we 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 know because obviously, is it you end up having a is it a meal with Sharon Weaver and her husband, yep. and then literally had to leave that meal, so then come and record a podcast with Don Sarkar, and then go back again. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so you know, all your dreams Dedication. are possible. All your dreams <laughs> are possible. You can go through and do that, and then you know, and then. I was getting to is like the next event I think was the South Coast Summit. Obviously, I knew a lot more people and then and stuff like that. And then at a Scottish Summit, it just like you just seem to seem to know like everyone if you get what I mean. Like it's just and then three or three or four events like you kind of just like you, you're talking to people you spoke to like a handful of times and then then the people that you know more people online from that if you get what I mean. So it's it's quite a it's quite a quick process and like you don't you don't ever feel left out in my well, in my opinion don't feel left out. As long as you put yourself out there. Yeah, and everyone's so friendly and welcoming. And one of the things that I've really liked witnessing at community events that are in person is if someone is on their own, it's really common for someone else to just go up to them and start chatting to them and, you know, ask them kind of who they are, what they do, what they're interested in and, and that kind of thing. So it is really inclusive. Yeah. And there was more women at Scottish Summit this time. Um, so, so, so someone left this review on LinkedIn, actually, and the organisers were so pleased with it. They said it was the first conference they'd ever been to where they had to queue for the women's toilets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Christine mentioned that. that. <laughs> yeah. So so that was just fantastic, you know, to, to because um it, it's just great to actually see more women kind of coming and being present and visible at these things as well. Yeah, I mean that's one thing that when I was running events that you just didn't see. It was very much the only women that were there were either the speakers that are basically come along or the women that are basically working on the uh, sponsor stands. There wasn't many technical attending women for the sessions there, which, you know, is a massive shame, but it's it's, it's great that we're now in a world where that's kind of changing, um, especially here in the UK. I'm not too sure it's like other places, but we'll find out because we'll speak to people in other places. Um, but yeah, it's great to see that the UK now, we're getting more women attending events and more women actually submitting sessions as well. So when you look at the, well, the first thing I do when I, when I look at any conference now, I look at who's speaking so I can see you know, what kind of mix there is of females, uh, males, and then also from a diversity perspective as well, because that you know that's massively uh, important to me. 
Yeah, I think we're kind of running out of time now. We ain't got too much too much time left. Um, we've just been chatting like three old friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never been that. So obviously Zoe was on our uh, our session as well at South Coast Summit. So. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That was, uh, I mean, I mean, obviously Sophie's not here today, but um, you know that it was it was great to have uh, Sophie there as a prime example of like the the younger female talent that we've got coming through the ranks. Uh, and I, I think it was great. It, I mean, it was a great discussion. And and Donna, I mean, Sarah was good. Donna was just Donna. You know, she's 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 always <laughs> amazing every time you hear her speak, isn't she? Yeah. I definitely had imposter syndrome sitting next to Donna, listening to um, kind of how how well she talks. And yeah, so that's what you know. People should look at and aspire to be because, say, um, I know that Fujitsu have now reached out to Donna. She's coming to do our inclusive week uh, in September, so she's going to do a speaking session then. So I actually reached out to her literally just the other day, going, you know, I'll be helping you, you know, set your session up and do things. So, yeah, Donna, Donna is just an amazing speaker, and I was listening to her closing keynote just yesterday, and just, the fact of so many people in the room just for a closing keynote is just amazing. So, you know, people when you go to a session, when you go to any conference and Donna's there, you're you're staying to listen to her 100% every single time. Yeah, it did help as well that you had John uh, and some other people kind of rugby tackling everyone who was trying to walk out and throwing them into the uh, keynote room. <laughs> <laughs> they said to me, "Don't let anyone leave." So I, I made sure no one left that building after. <laughs> and they said a really, really, really good excuse. Yeah, got to catch the train. Right. And so thank you for joining us uh, on this part two um, of your episode and giving us an update and discussing obviously more about the MVP program and things that obviously you know, you're doing going forward. Um, we'll definitely look out for the M365 Community Days, which obviously now John's part, part, part involved in, shall I say? Yeah. Possibly, maybe. Yeah. We've been chatting about it, but... Yeah, I think, I think you definitely volunteered yourself there, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so we, we'll, we'll me, and Luke have, accident, have accidentally like, no, nominated ourselves, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Should we say you've been voluntold? Yeah, I think, well, I, I, think, I think I might have voluntold you all to get involved, but yeah. it'll be great. <laughs> cool. All right, thank you very much, Zoe. And John, I will see you um, in two days' time when we record another podcast, so yeah. Thanks for Thank thanks for having me back. See you Cheers. later. Thanks, Sophie. Bye bye. Sophie, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Microsoft Spotlight podcast. Please make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe button to help us promote our message. You can also follow us on Twitter at MSFT Spotlight, and we're also on LinkedIn, the Microsoft Spotlight podcast. And finally, we'd like to tell you a little bit about Big Titan and thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Remote migrations start here. Let MigrationWiz do the work for you. It's fast, secure, and 100% SaaS, which means you can migrate at any time and from anywhere. Migrate mailboxes, documents, public folders, personal archives, or even Microsoft Teams with just a few clicks. No special training needed and no customer downtime. When the work matters, Choose Migration Wiz.